Hi, welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat podcast. My name is Patricia Robayo, and I'm a reporter at The Paper. This podcast is brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. Make sure you check them out on Instagram for their specials. We have a lot of news, so let's get to it. School masks mandate at schools. Statewide issue hit home Thursday night as Sullivan West School Board heard from angry parents regarding the New York State max mandate. And the school board listened and responded. By a 7-2 vote, the board agreed to send New York State Governor Kathy Hochul and the State Education Department a letter recommending the immediate end of the mask mandate allowing schools to operate in the mask optional environment. The school board will meet later on this week to finalize the letter. Boosting Boardband Earlier this month, Sullivan Boardband Local Development Corporation, the LDC, Chair and District 3 Legislature Michael Brooks asked his peers about the possibility of American Rescue Plan Act monies or other funds going to the broadband effort. On Thursday, he got it. Legislatures voted to give the LDC $2 million from the county's unassigned fund balance. Those funds will be used to purchase the necessary equipment to outfit the remaining county-owned emergency towers to provide high-speed internet. Grandview Palace hearing was canceled. The town of Fallsburg had decided to cancel a public hearing that was set for Monday, February 28th, related to the Grandview Palace condominiums. Previously, the town was making an effort to seize the property devastated by the fire almost 10 years ago by using eminent domain with the proposed idea to prepare the site so it could be developed through residential, municipal, and commercial projects. However, according to Deputy Supervisor for the Town of Fallsburg, Dr. Sean Walcardi, the town board has decided that it would cost taxpayers too much in asbestos removal and demolition to prepare the site for development along with the lack of a developer. Walcardi said, why are we going to spend millions of taxpayers' dollars to get something business ready and there's no business even remotely interested? The site was home to the famous Browns Hotel, which hosted a slew of celebrities in events in this brush era. Downtown is getting brighter. The town of Thompson is one step closer to creating a new lighting district encompassing the commercial and business district on State Route 42. The town board voted to accept the map of the Route 42 North Lighting District, which includes stores like Walmart, Home Depot, Casco Hudson Bank, Taco Bell, and ShopRite. Town Supervisor Bill Reber Jr. said, We are investing in the economic driver for the town of Thompson, Sullivan County, to make it more appealing, safe, and inviting. And soon after the town board voted to approve the map plan, they set a public hearing which will happen on March 15th at the Thompson Town Board meeting at 7 p.m. Legislature Nicholas Salomon has replaced Legislature Nadia Reich on the Sunset Lake LDC board. That particular spot on the board is for the legislature that chairs the Health and Family Services Committee, which has been Salomony as of this month. He recently met with Division of Health Family Services Commissioner John Little and in the near future plans to meet with him weekly. At the Sunset Lake LDC meeting on Thursday, Salomon was nominated to be their treasurer while Ali Bachman was nominated as secretary. The DOH is staying through the summer. Effort to keep them in Sullivan continues. New York State Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther at a joint press conference with New York State Senator Mike Matucci said on Tuesday, we cannot have a county that's second to last in health rankings, losing a Department of Health field office. What kind of message does that send to everyone working to make this community healthier? Gunther continued, this administration is leaving Sullivan County right out in the cold, and we're not going to sit idle while the state makes a monumental poor decision. There are no parties today. There's only people that care about people, and I'm one of them. 
As the Democrat previously reported, the reason given by the Department of Health for the move was difficulty in finding an adequate office space in the Monticello area. This notion, Gunther and Martucci have both challenged. Martucci said, everybody in this room laughs because it's totally not true. Before I came here, I googled office space in Monticello and pages and pages of available office space came up. Police and community partnerships bear fruit. Last April, towns and villages in Sullivan County under the orders from then-Governor Andrew Cuomo required all local governments to adopt a policing reform plan by April 1, 2021, or be in danger of not receiving state aid. The calls for reform came in the wake of protests taking place across the country that was sparked by the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Since April 2021, what has happened? According to Marty Clavito from the Sullivan Fresh Community Cupboard, Dean Halpern from the Committee for Equity and Justice and the Village Liberty Police Chief Steve Delgada, the conversation has continued. They have made strides in police-community relationships. Chief Delgada said after the police reform was submitted to the state, the department achieved more out of the process than the actual contents of the plan. Chief Delgada said the plan didn't create a one-stop solution to police reform, but instead created a constant evolving conversation and collaboration surrounding how we make our police department work the best way I can for the community. Chief Tagada said one item that came up during the conversations was having the department that accurately reflects the community it polices. Chief Tagada says, I always knew that, but in actually having the conversations and hearing stories from the people, how they're able to relate to officers when they share values and culture, it really impressed upon me how important that is to everybody. 10 Mile River Scout Camp Subdivision Plan Approved the Town of Tunson Planning Board gathered on Tuesday, February 22nd and voted in favor of an eight-lot subdivision of the 10 Mile River Boy Scout Camp and became lead agency for an application of a mixed-use retail location and brewery at 90 Main Street in Narrowsburg. The proposal for the 10 Mile River Scout Camp is projected to divide the property into eight separate lots, with a number of them being retained by the Boy Scouts of America for future use for summer camps. Liberty drafts a letter in support of Cannabis Project. Liberty has drafted a letter of support for a proposed project that could bring the cannabis production industry to the town. As reported in the Democrat early this month, Holistic Industries has expressed interest in building a facility to grow and process cannabis. New York State passed their Marijuana Regulation Taxation Act, MRTA, last year, which legalizes the production, distribution, and adult use of marijuana. Holistic Industries, which currently operates in nine other states, is applying for the New York State license for the State Office of Cannabis Management. On the behalf of the town board, Supervisor Frank DeMayo wrote a letter of support for the project and addressed it to Chris Alexander, Executive Director for the New York State Office of Cannabis Management. Supervisor DeMayo said, It is clear that Holistic understands the concerns of our community and the revitalization impact of the economic and the workforce development opportunities that this project brings to our town cannot be overstated. We believe the proposed project will strengthen our community by lowering the town's unemployment rate, lowering the town's property rate, boosting the town's median household income, and spurring investment in public works projects that will benefit our town and surrounding community. Mammocating honors former employees. At the start of the February 15th Mammocating Town Board meeting, the board held a moment of silence for former employee who passed away. The board honored Louis Trapito, a former dog control officer, Elvin Young, a former deputy town clerk, and John Masson Sr., a former town historian. During the meeting, 
Councilman Matt Morandes read a statement about the role of town storing and what the Masson meant to him. A community icon and funding member of Mammoth Historical Society, he said that many people consider the appointment of a historian to be more ceremonial than substantive. However, he asserted that the town historian, Miranda Lawrence, who has a job of archiving Mammoth history, is incredibly important. Miranda said, it's our history that helps define who we are as a community and helps give it an identity. And in Sullivan life, maple syrup season off to a great start. The weather can be fickle part when it comes to agriculture and nobody watches the weather any closer than the maple syrup producer John Grigliano, who operates the Caskill Mountain Sugar House on Glen Hill Road in Gransville. Warm days and cool nights are what makes John smile and the recent spell of unseasonable warm temperatures in February, especially on Wednesday, had John and his six-man crew working all out to make the 800 gallons of syrup and store it in stainless steel drums. This has been a great year so far, John said, as he kept a close eye on the state-of-art evaporator as it reduced the thousands of gallons of sap into amber-colored maple syrup. Gurgliano said, we made 40 barrels of syrup so far in February, and we'll make another 10 barrels tomorrow with the sap we collected. To get this warm weather at this time of year is blessing, John said. John said, that's because the warm weather was happening in February. There's no other chance of maple trees budding, a sign that maple syrup season is over. We only had a 20-day season in 2021 because it was warmed up so fast. Although some of the Casco Mountain Sugar Houses restaurant customers are experiencing slowdowns or closure during the pandemic, John said the overall demand for syrup is up and the industry is doing well. You can find all this on newsstands now or check us out online at scdemocratonline.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Again, this podcast is brought to you by the great folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Make sure you check out their Instagram for their specials. I'm Patricia Robile for the Sullivan County Democrat. Have a great weekend and stay safe. <music>